0: We are starting our second Mimer in Samah Okay, so bichlal in Ehemshech, um, the Rebbe always um, tries to connect it to whatever is the uh, the day um, that it was set on. So, for example, um, it's a random parasha. You know, parasha is random, but let's say a parasha in the middle of... Uh, uh, what you uh, you know in the book of Shmos or something like that? He'll add a few lines from uh, from the parasha, and then he'll usually have a comment that says, "In order to understand this, we have to understand what we just said before in the last meimer." And then he'll go off and continue the hemsha. So we have a similar situation here, right? This was being said on the second day of Rosh Hashanah, right? The first day, of, the first. Mimer was said on the night of the second day of Rosh Hashanah, and this was said in the day after. So he starts off with um, a comment from the actual nusach of the davening, right, of in Musaf. So it says, like, the Maasecha, Zikron Rishon, right? So that's from the, uh, from the actual davening, we say, right? That says, this is the day that is the Chilos the beginning of your work, Zikoron, a remembrance, Rishon, to the first day. Um, so we see from this whole thing, right? what is this idea of the beginning of your works? So obviously we know there's no concept of uh, time in terms of Hashem, so we have to understand what does he mean uh, of being the beginning. The beginning means that there is time. Right? In other words, when we talk in this world, when you say the beginning, so then obviously uh, you're talking about a time uh, concept. However, with regards to Hashem, you can't say that there's really a time uh, concept, so to speak. So, clearly, we're talking about something that is uh, more panemious versus less panemius. And we see here that there's a concept called t'chilas ma'asecha, right? Which means that there is ma'asecha, there's t'chilas ma'asecha, and then we have the concept, the uh, t'chilas ma'asecha, hu t'chilas this is the beginning of the, of, of, of the works, so, we have to understand what is the meaning of T'chilas Dasia, right? So, you have the just regular uh, doing and the actual beginning of it. And also, it says it's a remembrance for the first day, right? Obviously, there we have also yom Dasia, which day is the first day, that the T'chilas of Maasecha is a so to speak, a remembrance for this. So implying that it's comparing it to Yom Rishon, which implies that Yom Rishon is on a higher level. So you would have, basically, you have the concept of Maasecha, you have the concept of Tchilas Maasecha, and then you have the concept of Yom Rishon, right? So those are the, basically three levels that we're talking about here. And now let's get into the discussion. Now, he immediately goes Right? That is the phrase that we're looking for in the first paragraph of the Hemshech, of, what, of every Mimer in a Hemshech. That is the transition. Meaning that we just said something dealing with the parish of the week, the Yama Pagra, whatever it happens to be that uh, the day is special about in terms of why it was said. And now we have to transition back into our discussion. So the current discussion, if you remember, right, is with regards to the idea of why was the world created. And in particular, uh, if you remember, we were talking about the concept of, number one, bringing down the ore which is filling up the halal, which is the idea of the light that was from the uh, source of Mimali Kalamim, and in particular also the light that is beyond that, which is the light of the, which is basically the, uh, the source for sayf of Kalamim, right? Those are the two things that we are working on. And in particular, we're talking about through our Torah Mitzvahs, how we're able to bring down this light uh, and add to everything that we have. Like in other words, uh, we discussed in the first Mimer, the concept of how there is a certain amount of light that's going down in the world in order to in order to keep the world in existence and our objective is not just to stick with that normal uh so to speak measured light but to bring something that is way beyond that uh, in order to change the whole of existence in order to finally get to the point of as we're going to say here right the idea of where there's a mamish revelation of Hashem Himself, and that's the idea that we're aiming towards. So let's see it in the words. So he says, like this: uh, Excuse me. To preface it, what we said before, the tachlis b'riyas Right, the whole purpose of the creation of the worlds, the tachlis ha'kavana, and the whole purpose of the. Uh, idea of the purpose of Yeridas and Hashem B'guf, of the soul coming down into the body, who La Hamshich uh, is to add, bring down additional light. Yidei from Tary Penimius Or from the level of the Penimius and the Or of Adchi Agili Or Lamata, with the idea that the objective is that the Or sub should come down here below. There should be a Gilu a it down here below. That's the objective base uh, ratios right which is base ratios right like we said uh, canal like the idea of what we said earlier right in the Mimer before that uh, maybe just share share look on together do you have, you have the mimer? I don't have the memory either. Okay, so everyone has to get themselves a sum of love or find a sum of love or whatever. Um, you know, look on what someone else said as a sum of love, Right, the idea here, or we can take pictures of it, not, not a problem. Uh, we'll do that for, um, uh, we'll make sure that we have that for later on. So the idea is the base ratios, which is the two ratios. What are the two ratios? Ratios is for the Yidin, ratios is the idea of the Torah, and through the Yidin doing, right, through the Yidin doing the Torah, through the yiddin doing the Torah, there you go. You give it to them. Through the yiddin doing the Torah, right? That's how we're able to uh, to transform the whole uh, the whole uh, of existence. Okay, that's basically uh, right. It's always fascinating to see. It's always fascinating to see um, exactly how the Rebbe himself is going to uh, make a little uh, you know a little sikum of. Um, you know, of, of the entire mimer before with a one-liner, or maybe it's sometimes two-liners. It's always fascinating to see how that works. Okay, let's get job, jump into our mimer now, right? So we're going to be building on this concept, um, right? Uh, and we're going to go, basically, we're going to be discussing a certain area for the next, uh, like, let's say six or seven mimerum, and then we're going to shift gears and we're going to discuss something else. So let's, uh, let's start with the second mimer. So it's like this, right we're on the next paragraph right so it says like this to understand with an additional explanation right so this is basically the idea we want to understand much more about what does it mean what does it mean that there's going to be this new drawing down of this additional light through Torah mitzvahs so in order to understand that we have to understand first we have to first preface it with something that's written before now this is a typical style as we see in most Maymarim, that it's trying to prove a point, trying to bring us to something. But in order to understand that point, we have to first, right, we have to first explain something completely different. But it's not completely different, it's, it's definitely, uh, it's a lead up to the point that we're getting to. So in other words, the Rebbe is, here in the Rebbe Rashab, is using this to open up a doorway into a discussion and we're going to be able to go through this whole discussion. And by going through this discussion, we're going to be able to come back to the point that we're bringing before. Yeah, what? The comes from Yeah. So he says like this, Mashik Kosub, right? The Pasuk says in Yeshaya, Ayin Lora Elohim, Zulasacha, Machakelo. Okay, so the Pasuk says like this the the eyes have not seen Elohim, right? Whatever level we're talking about, except for you. In other words, only Hashem has seen this level. However, Yasil but it will be made to those that wait for it. So Amar Azal in the Gemara Brachas explains over there. My ayin Lora Asa. What does it mean? The ayin Lora asa. What does that mean? The eyes, no eyes have seen it. Right? So what does it mean? It says, Ze Aiden. This is the level called Aiden. Shalo Shalta Ayinho. That no creation has ever seen this level called Aden. So we're now introduced to a new level called Aiden. Right? What is Aiden? Aiden is from the concept, the word of pleasure. Okay, so you're scratching your head and you're saying to yourself, What do you mean? No one's seen Aiden, right? We always talk about Gan Aiden, we saw we know that Adam Rishon was in Gan Aiden, we know that the concept of, of Aiden is is in right, the concept of Gan Aiden is right after a person passes away, right? So so what what does this mean? So Shema Creations Shema Toimar Adam Arishon Heichan haya Began Right Perhaps you'll say Adam Arishon Where was he? He was in the Gan So maybe you'll say That that The idea Of the fact that He was in the Gan Right Implies That This is Aden Right The Gan And Aden Are the same thing why, why are you separating them? Right It seems like it's the same thing so it says like this, right? Kishihu aimer, right? When it says in in the Chumash, So we have a pasuk in Chumash and Breshis that says that the river came out from Aden in order to water the garden. So from that pasuk, we understand how ve'gan So we see that there are two different levels, two different madregas here. There is the concept of Aden, and there is the concept of Gan, which we're calling Gan Eden. So let's understand this more. That in Gan Eden, it's written about the Viyata Hashem Gan That it's written also over there in Chumash. That Hashem planted, so to speak, a Gan in Eden from from from, from primordial times. So if you look at that sentence it seems to be that they are the same thing because where did he plant the gun Dafka in Aden so he planted the gun in Aden so therefore the gun in Aden are one place so since the gun is in Aden so we would imply that therefore it's in the same place. however with the Pasuk that says, that the river came out from Aden in order to water the garden, move on the Gan Lachud by It implies from this that clearly they're talking about two different places. <laughs> so now we go on to explain. What is the concept of Aden? So Aden is the concept of hataynuk hataynuk. the Etzim tainuk which is Okay, so let's, let's, let's understand this for a second. Bichlal, uh, the concept of pleasure is something called uh, murkov. Murkov means it's combined together or riding on the back of. So for example, um, in Hasidus it talks about the idea of different things that bring us pleasure. And that there are more coarse things that bring a person pleasure and more edel things like even in the world of food you could say right a guy that wants to eat a hot dog with sauerkraut and like relish and mustard and ketchup right and he loves this i just love this hot dog right and then you could say, oh, well, look at this other person that goes to a French restaurant and, you know, they have this huge dish and it's like all very pretty and they have like the one little <laughs> slice of meat, you know, with like a little bit of, a, you know, like a beautiful leaf on it and like a little sauce that's dribbled on it. But, and, oh, this is something special. So you can say that within these two dishes, we'll call them, <clears throat> there is a more coarse level of taste and there's a more Ada level of taste, Right. These two things are actually um, being used to bring a person pleasure. The more idle a person is, so then obviously the more idle the uh, we call it the the the, ca- the 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 car, so to speak, that he's going to be driving on to bring him pleasure is going to be. So, for example, you have food is a pleasure. You could have music as a pleasure. It's a much more edel a pleasure because it's not something that's tangible, right? But even in the world of music, you could have, you know, heavy metal and you could have a beautiful string quartet, right? Depending on the person, how coarse or how edel the person is going to be. Nevertheless, both of those things are, are so to speak, um, and I'm using this as a, like a chariot that is bringing a person the pleasure. In other words, by eating this food or by listening to this music, he is feeling pleasure. A higher level of pleasure would be the concept of like intellect that he's using his mind to understand a concept. To understand right? If you want to look in the world of kedusha, to understand a taisvus, like what what is this question? Like it brings the question, opens up a doorway, right, in enabling him to bring himself to a certain place that. It's like wow, that's like that's amazing. It's incredible, right? It's like you know, like right? the all of these things, however, are chariots that are being used to bring pleasure to the individual. Then there's a concept, right, that there could be a pleasure just from the etzem of being itself, just mitzad the act that he is in existence, he's alive, right that in and of itself, that in and of itself is not based on something else. In other words, he doesn't need that chili dog to bring him pleasure. He doesn't need even the piece of intellect to bring him pleasure. There's a pleasure that can exist that is just mitzah being. Just mitzah being. So you could say the same thing in the world of Hashem. That Hashem... Can gain a pleasure from the creation, from the spheros, from the different worlds, from the idea of doing chesed, right? Doing all of these things, right? All of these things, mitzad Hashem, are, so to speak, Morkav pleasures. Then there's a concept called a pleasure that is not Morkav, it's not combined, it's not riding on the back of anything else. It's just mitzad, the edsum being of the Abishdor himself. That's what we're saying here. So let's go back and read it again. So he says like this, uh, Atzmi means it in relationship to itself, it itself. But pashut, pashut means that it's not combined with anything else. And therefore it's not riding, so to speak, on the back of anything else. Sheba'atzm's or Hanikra, like it is called, Right? The pleasure of the evishter in and of of himself. This is a hidden pleasure. Which is way beyond something that can be revealed. So far so good? What's the difference between that? Yeah, it's like playing, enjoying. It's like an enjoyment of the kingdom in itself. So, on this level, we're saying I in Lora Asa. So, on this level, we're saying no I has ever seen this level of the, at some pleasure of the Abishdur himself. That the idea is that no I has been able to see such a thing. Even Moshe Rabbeinu, the Avos. Who was the actual formation of the hands of Hashem. Right? Hashem himself made Adam and Rishon. And even in the level of Adam and Rishon, the way he was before the sin. Adam. Right, that he was the Adam in, in his completion, in his complete, like, it's, everything is, is Shalem No being has ever seen this level. <laughs> because by definition, you have to say, it's above the level of being expressed right just like we're going to see as we develop in this memoir the concept of etsim right built in etsim cannot really be revealed the way i heard yasi paltiel explain this once is right for example the concept of gilui right so let's say that i was going to write an autobiography right and let's say i i took this i wrote this book and i tried to give myself completely over so everyone could read me you know, like exactly all my feelings, all my thoughts, all my pleasures, all my hates, all my this, all my that. And let's say I wrote this book, it was a, a thousand pages, this book. A person that read this book would say, oh, I really know him. But can you say that 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 other person knows me as well as I know me? Even though I, I wrote down everything. I was Mamish Meghala, everything. Everything that I could think of, I was Meghala. But if David read this book, can you say that David knows me the same way that I know me? And the obvious answer is no. As much as I'm going to be Meghaled, you're not going to know me the way I know me. Because I am me. That's the concept of an etzim. An etzim... By definition, is me in relationship to myself. That's uh, Rabbi Paltiel's uh, definition. I think it's a, the best definition. I mean, everyone translates etsim as essence, but I don't know what that means, right? That's uh, nice. And, uh, just changing one word for the other. But if you think about it, me in relationship to myself, right? So what does that mean, me in my relationship to myself? The way I know myself. As much as I'm going to write out this autobiography, you are never going to know me the way I know me. Kapish, Right? Is that clear? So the same thing here, what we're saying is the etzim of Hashem, right? When we're talking about this etzim of Tainuk, which is found in, right, atzim or there's no way that you could say that any creation is able to see such a level. That's what we're saying here. Right? Because this level, you have to say, is beyond the level of hamsacha being expressed out. Gilui. Gilui. Remember our, our rules for Gilui. Gilui is right is a dafka, something, right that is being given over to something else. To a makabel. And if it's Gilui, the one that is dictating. Right? The relationship has to be the makabul. If I were to give this shear in Japanese, it would not be gilui. and give a great cheer But if you don't understand Japanese, that means that that is not gilui. Right? Because the whole point of giving the shear is to be megale, to reveal the inyanim to you, to the makabel. So if as much as I'm going to explain it so nicely in Japanese, it's not being megale in a level that you could understand. So who's dictating the relationship? The mechabel. If I were to give the Shear, the same shir, to a bunch of 10-year-olds, I would have to use a very different language. I'd have to use many more mashalim. I'd have to bring it down to their level to get them interested and get them... So who's being, who's dictating the relationship? Again, the Mechablim, right? So here, if something is in relationship to itself, so then he could care less if there's Mechablim or not. So therefore, when we say that it's impossible to have Hamshach of of this level, it makes a lot of sense. Because it's not meant for the Mechablim. It's meant for him. However, in the future... When there's a level of there will be a gili. How could there be a gili of this madrega? This is what we're going to be discussing. But this is the level that's going to come out. Because in the future, there's going to be a hamshacha of the atmos itself. Right? We say it every Shabbos, right? If you remember... Look at that. Almost opened up to the most right page. It Says right, ain rokh lakha wa ain zula Right? It's so, right. There's nothing ain rokh lakha, nothing can be compared to wa ain zula sahha. There's nothing besides for you. Fesbeel ta, right? Umido malah. But ain rokh lakha hasham lakina ba'alam haz. There's no right, nothing compared to you in alam haz. Wa ain zula sah makana al hay alam haba. There's no thing outside of you. Our king in the world to come. F is right? There's nothing except for you that is going to be in the days of Mashiach. So we're talking about four levels basically. Level number one is Ilam That a person could be in an alam Haza and he could recognize Hashem, right? But he's not going to uh, necessarily recognize he's still a Matthias. Then you have, right, haba. right? Here we're talking about right the Indian of Gan Eden, right, after a person passes away. Then we're talking about the idea of, of the emotion of Mashiach, the third level. And finally, we get to the fourth level, which is the times of and mesim, which is the ultimate uh, expression of why we're here in this world, to get to that point. So that's what he's referring to. Those are four different levels. So he skips to this final level. Because at that point, it's going to be a gili of the atmos himself. The revelations in the future is not going to be just an expression of gili of the aris. Instead, it's going to be a revel. He is going to reveal himself, namely at uh, uh, the level of hel atmi mamish. Namely, this level that is completely concealed, which is the etz himself. Oh she yeah, right. There's a discussion in, in, in Kabbalah. Is it going to be revealed down here, or is it everything going to be lifted up into the upper worlds? And then we're just going to see things from a different perspective. She is alu neshamas Yisrael, atzmi the atzmas or insof. Right, like it says that we will become elevated. The neshamas Yisrael into the level of the helma atzmi of the atzmas or Good of the insof. Sorry. Right, that dafka on the third day, which is talking about this third level, right, the level of tchias amesim, we will be standing right in front of him, l'fanav mamish. The vechinas einsof, the level of the penimius and atmas of the einsof. So that's the level that we're aiming at. That's the level that we're going towards. That's the level that no entity has ever seen before and that's, that's the level of Aden that, that we are striving that we're on the uh, pathway to reaching okay? I think we'll, we'll stop here for today that was a good start for the Mimer and Mitzvah Hashem we'll pick up tomorrow